Hello and welcome to the Once in a Lifetime podcast. The We watched the Sonic 2 movie and we'll now talk about it, but it's not Curse Content Club because we did not make a commentary track and it's also not blessed because it's not going through that system. Hello, I am your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. Movie reference. From Gigafoot's Dr. Agro. Off-kilter game reference. From Dr. Agro and Chris Wolfhard. Acknowledgement that this bit has been going on too long, but it will continue for two more moments. Well, I need to spin dash out of this opening. We're going to treat this like our normal spoiler cast reviews. At the opening, we'll say a couple sentences, make uh, some sort of sound with our mouth face. And uh, from there, we'll move on to discuss random elements and no order whatsoever about the film. And then give it a number at the end. I'm really glad we watched this for Sonic Frontiers. That is necessary material. Because much like with Gotham Knights... I expect Sonic Frontiers to lift a whole scene from that movie somehow. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and start off the uh, summary reviews with Dr. Agro. You know, the first Sonic movie was uh, was kind of a big surprise hit, and it really got the ball rolling. And this movie is watching a ball slowly lose momentum. <laughs> huh. Chris Wolfhard. Uh, I didn't watch the first Sonic movie. I thought it would be funnier if I went into this without doing that. Oh, no. <laughs> Perfect. This movie had parts I like, and then it had parts that were indistinguishable from a Michael Bay Transformers movie. So I'm going to go, really? Bomb video games. This is an action comedy where the action isn't exciting and there is no comedy. Wow. That's <laughs> the scorn of action comedy movies. I'm going to give it a... Oh. 70% of the script of this movie could have been in any movie. <laughs> One that. <laughs> yes. Which is which I think is part of why it, it kept bringing forth Michael Bay Transformers movies to my brain. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. There are also multiple scenes in this. <laughs> One sec, I gotta finish my intro review. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Once you think about the movie, you sort of like lose sight. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand. Yeah, 70% of this script could have been in literally any film. The CG looks good some of the time. Some. And there's a lot of wedding in this that didn't need to happen, considering it's not anyone in the, who's in the Sonic universe getting married to someone else in the Sonic universe. I'm going to give this a... Uh, <laughs> now, as you were saying, Chris... <laughs> So I hate I hate that we I have to keep making this comparison <laughs> when we do when we review things that things but like there really are a lot of points in this movie where I was just reminded of Channel Awesome. Oh yeah, no, this actually got me on that wavelength just because of how Robotnik looks edited in. <laughs> that didn't bother me at all. That wasn't even part of uh there was there was two parts specifically in this movie that made me think of it. Okay. One when the fucking was this loser sheriff character in the first movie? I think he's in the first movie for one scene. Agro, do you remember? I remember he existed so the main sheriff guy could look smart and competent. Yes, that is exactly why he exists. Uh, that They shouldn't have brought him back. The scene where he is threatening Dr. Eggman's sidekick with a butter knife mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was like, this is indistinguishable from a scene that would be in a Channel Awesome movie. So which one of those two is Spoonie? 
the guy in the chair. Okay. Yeah, I feel like any scene with that guy could be a Channel Awesome movie <laughs> scene. And the other thing, the, the other thing that kept making me think of Channel Awesome, and and they do this way too much. It's like four different cuts in this movie. A uh, director never do that again in any movie. Mm-hmm. There's just so many slow motion scenes of a character. You're like the camera's facing them dead on. They're flying at the camera in slow motion and rearing back to punch. Mm-hmm. And it always looks bad. I think, you know, we we opened up with everyone pointing out the same thing of this this movie script nonstop makes references to other movies most of the time in a video game like twice through quips that are really unnaturally shoved into the script. I think that takes first place for me for most annoying thing about the film. But second place definitely has to go to the five different times maybe more that they start an action sequence in slow motion and then play a licensed song for eight seconds and then cut it out it happens so many times they're like oh this is a cool thing we're gonna play the opening to the song and robotnik's gonna dance to it and that scene will now be over and we don't know why we ever did that it's like the most incompetent version of the x-men scene possible yes and they yeah the you're talking about the quicksilver moment. Yes, the quicksilver moment that's in two or three of those movies. Mm-hmm. Man, it would be really cool if there had been a scene like that in this movie that's about the really fast character. Was there a scene like that in the first movie? There mm-hmm. was. They did the quicksilver scene in the bar in the first movie. Yeah. Um, the closest okay. thing to that in this one is when they're doing the snowboard thing because there's a little bit of we're going to play some licensed music and now all the missiles are being dodged in slow-mo along with the lasers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they tried to do the same thing, but they the length of the moment is so short and the energy going into we thought of a really cool set piece that this song would match perfectly also just falls completely flat. For example, there's the uh, slow-mo, what was it, Barracuda? They played the opening to Barracuda as uh, Sonic's stepmother, <laughs> which is what I will refer to her as because I've forgotten her name. Her stepmother's friend who's getting married in Hawaii. And if you didn't know what this movie was about, I hope that gave you a stroke. Pulls up the golf cart in slow-mo and it plays the opening to Barracuda. <sighs> and I'm like, what? I, I was like, wait, when, when does Long Claw get married? <laughs> Other stepmother from the other side. Yeah, Earth stepmother, not bird stepmother. <laughs> Man, there there really is like three times as many human characters in this franchise as I expected. Like I thought it was gonna they were gonna mostly limit it to Sheriff Guy and his love interest. Yeah. And not have seven more. Yeah, the first movie's a little bit better about that. I think it, it's cast as a half or a third the size. And the, <laughs> and the sister is in it for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? There's a very critical setup for the ring being in the wrong hand and him ruining the wedding. Because really, this movie is just as much about Donut Lord as it is Sonic the Hedgehog. Ignore the parts where he slips out of the movie entirely. There was a serious moment where somebody looked at this script, timed it out, and went, this movie needs to be 40 minutes longer than it is. But (laughs) we don't have the budget to do anything else with the CG characters. So uh, this is going to be longer, and that's going to be longer. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, Cyclops needs work. God, the first scene with Cyclops being on a open <laughs> on a lake. lake. <laughs> you just expect Sonic to look down and be like, what's that? <laughs> Dark Phoenix rises. 
I was having a small stroke that this movie opens the exact same way as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the Michael Bay one, and even uses the song from the trailer of that movie. Oh it's my not yes. actually in I, that yes. movie. Thank uh -huh. you so much, Chris. While watching that, I was like, I have seen this exact thing with this exact music. What was it? Yeah, I was also trying oh, to remember no. what exactly used Tricky in the opening action sequence recently. It's amazing. Uh, one of my first seven notes about this movie, which I write a lot of notes, they referenced Evil Dead 2. That dude said Klaatu Verata Nikto. The, uh, yes, he did. Uh, Eggman did on the Mushroom Planet. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the f where did that come from? He just said it. for. Yeah, he just said it. He just said it. Yeah, that's... And he does that for the rest of the film. He said it before activating one of his traps to hit the whoever the fuck came to investigate him. Yeah, who were the heck were Knuckles' friends? We never even hear about were them. Were they again. his friends? They seem to step out of the same portal, so you would unclear. assume, but they're human like? Are, yeah. Maybe they are the human slave cast that once worked for the Echidna clan. Who knows? Unclear. Yeah, I realized real quick, like, oh, oh, Jim Carrey Eggman is just Jim Carrey Jim Carreying. Yes, yeah. it really is just... It, it's way more severe in this movie, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't have as much to do in the script, so it's just like, point the camera at him. Yeah, it's, it really is just like, actively improv mode. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he basically becomes a caricature of what people say Jim Carrey is. Like, he's some hypercharged version of himself. That is even what he's been in anything before. He was more reserved in the mask. <laughs> That's true. He is He is like really chewing the scenery in this. Uh, look, my, my stance on this has always been, if you have a character who's just going to say references, make sure they're the most everyone agrees this is not a cool thing to reference. <laughs> Possible, you need to have the bad guy go, who let the dogs out? And nothing else the whole movie. Just five times. Look, you brought back the Olive Garden guy. <laughs> don't, don't act like you're above this. <laughs> yes. If Eggman played that song five times in this movie, <laughs> this movie would be amazing. I mean, it would because it would be like, this movie has gone beyond cynical to let you know that this isn't a phoned-in cynical script from some screenwriter who just doesn't give a crap. This is made by an insane person. <laughs> then they play the good song again. They play it again. <laughs> the man was the agenda that will bring back the Baha man's career. <laughs> I will have my way. He's like, maybe it could become a meme. <laughs> As he's writing this script. Surrounded by candles. Pouring sweat nude. <laughs> oh, man. Was it just me or did Knuckles like on, on a straight line graph at a perfect 35 degree angle get progressively dumber through the runtime of this film? Oh, 100% to the point where it stops being, it's, it stops being believable and becomes Starfire Plus. Like where, he runs right into Boom Knuckles right at the end. Like, what the fuck yeah, happened that, to you? Yeah, that, that's what it, it feels like. Okay, he's like a fish out of water. It's like, no, he's just really stupid. It, it like feels like. Obviously, I know this isn't how movies are made, especially movies primarily made with VFX like this. Mm -hmm. But it feels like they decided the further they got into the movie to make him dumber. <laughs> like Idris Elba's right. like, no, it would be really funny if he said this, and everyone's like, he's Idris Elba. Don't argue with him. <laughs> like, is it, is it the oxygen? Is is his brain cooking? <laughs> 
I'm gonna lay all the bad writing at the hands of the screenwriters who who uh, wrote Shotgun Wedding and Transylvania. Wow. Mm. What a pedigree. Yeah, it stops being he's a fish out of water and he just becomes dumber throughout the film. And at the end, when every single line out of his mouth is going to be, I do not understand what is this bases ball? Have fun. This is like deleted script lines from a Teen Titans episode for Starfire. Like the longer it went, I'm like, wait, isn't this the character that people were like, oh, yeah, I want to fuck Idris Elba Knuckles. (laughs) The longer it went, I'm like, hmm. When I'm talking about the the characters, I'm not sure if I dislike the Sonic movie voice or if it's entirely the script writers being terrible. I'm, I don't dislike it's, the performance. It's the, the voice is the yeah. voice is fine. Yeah, for me, he's like one of the better ones. Idris stands out like a sore thumb, and Tails <laughs> is just Tails, which makes it weird when it looks like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, it's fucking tails. And then, and then you see the forehead. <laughs> also, with the teaser the way it was at the end of the first movie, mm-hmm. I've thought that we'd get a lot more story for tails. Instead, tails shows up and just explains why they have shown up. And that's pretty much it. Well, you, you're overselling it even with your description mm-hmm. because the the exact events are so insanely thin where he just goes, you remember when you caused that power outage? I picked it up from my satellite. And it's like, you have a satellite? And and I've been watching you since? Oh, okay. And you're famous? You're a legend? What? Yeah. Well, I think he's just been watching him. It's just... I don't know if he's famous. Could you please... Just... Could you please have written a better reason to get Tails into this movie? It's like, Tails seems like he's from one of the regular continuities. Uh-huh. Like yeah. he's from the comics he or he's from Saddam and he's like, hey, sorry, you fell through an actual dimensional rift. I'm here to take you back to a better place. Uh, yeah. Because he goes into how like, you're my hero, Sonic. And like, you never, you you saw him do one thing, kind of? <laughs> what? What? It's like you just transplanted, like, you, do you realize that you changed things from you like you made up your own thing and now the characters can't slot in exactly where they would be right in in like the normal sonic story D- do you understand that <laughs> the sound no. of a door shutting and walking <laughs> off and starting a car <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it really is terrible because while you know like agro said the first movie got the ball rolling i feel like unfortunately one of the things they did was lay a terrible groundwork to expand out to the further cast they basically wrote a perfect film to not involve anyone but Sonic. I don't mind that Sonic's from another dimension. That's fine. Well, another planet. Make Yeah, I know. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, it being another planet, oh, okay. I do mind. Mm, you, but- sh- you should have just had it be magic, but Hollywood writers are terrified of magic for some reason. <sighs> Everything's got to be science. I mean, I'm okay with it being another planet if that other planet was developed or established well at all. Like, all we see of that planet before Sonic 1 really gets rolling is Bird Mom raise Sonic Echidna Attack Portal. Yeah, and they're, they're even afraid to be, like, doing the origin of Sonic. Like, we don't know how Sonic got there, because Sonic isn't like the bird people. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're just, like, our yeah. mystery boxes that, that Hollywood's made out of. <laughs> and, like, I, well, I do... That they've already established that'll be what the third movie is. God, that fucking tease. Yeah, that tease, I felt nothing. I was so cold and numb by the end of this I'm film. I'm just like, is he going to get a gun? <laughs> if you don't give Shadow the Hedgehog a gun, you fucked up. 
I mean, they can't give anyone guns in this. Police officers are using tasers, and so are military officers. It's really well, weird, but give, then they roll they'll, up They'll tanks. give them a laser gun. They'll give them a laser yeah, gun. Yeah, lasers don't count. Yeah, no, this is long established uh, censorship rules. Which, by the way, um, that scene where character who I assume was in the first movie and is the 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 bride of the other character I assume was in the first movie. <laughs> no, that other oh. character is not in the first movie at all. <laughs> the guy wasn't. The guy was not. The groom is not in the first movie. <laughs> 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 You are watching a wedding between a character that was barely there and a character they invented for this. But when she's like going on ape shit with the go-kart or the golf cart and then shows up and uses the late tails as laser gun, like this is indistinguishable from a scene from a Michael Bay Transformers movie. 100% yes. But let me tell you about the moment leading up to that when we get, um, what was it, Black Lady Stealth segment. Uh, my brain actually got a little bit of reprieve in that moment because it stopped being a Sonic film entirely and my brain started engaging with it as like, I'm just watching some schlocky movie about these black ladies stealthing through a wedding. Like <laughs> the, the government came for her husband or something. That's what I'm watching right now. And quite frankly, better than a lot of the film. And, that, and then that ends like two minutes later to become Barracuda and the golf cart. And, and then, yeah. I was pulled back to reality of like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. You mean the part where they stop focusing on the character that should be in the movie and start focusing on her sister? Exclusively on her sister and her husband, groom, husband to be? Yeah, I don't. There's, there's a lot in this movie that I, I started checking off as like, because, you know, I, I don't think anyone here agrees with the statement that some shitheads make that like you can make any bad thing and kids will like it and it's fine. No, yeah. Um, but but there there is a level of I'm not gonna say quality, but style. There are things you can do in a kids movie that are fine that uh, are just people who aren't children will be like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the opening was that the the whole Sonic by himself vacation thing. I'm like, yep. These are things you do in a children's movie, and they're real fun when you're a kid. See, th 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 that's when I was still trying to cope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was no, like that was the hope. Maybe time. this yeah. movie's maybe this movie's brilliant. Maybe this movie is a metatextual <laughs> feast. They are trying as hard as they can to make the Sonic movie that would have come out in the '90s mm. with him doing the slide right. across the floor with in his socks by himself. Constant. There's mm -hmm. a dance off. Yeah. Absolutely. Like there's an unnecessary human character. I'm like, maybe this is all intentional and they're geniuses. Siberia killed all of the hope in me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite part of Siberia is one, they have the magic MacGuffin that shows them where to go. Yeah, the compass is what they call it. It's like a gem, a chaos gemerald gyroscope. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, well, this will lead us there. Uh, it takes you two places. It kind of bothered me when the end, the bad guys get it. And then they use a teleporting ring to get somewhere that's right next to where they need to go. It's like, how'd the compass aim you at that? Like, you teleported. I, I don't know. You they should have to fly. I mean, they opened the shot with them being there, so we'll <laughs> never know. I don't know. Why didn't the letter map thing from Longclaw activate in all of the years Sonic's been on Earth? Yeah, I was... Like it was clearly meant to. I looked down for a second missed how it activated. Was there any trigger? Nothing, Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing it just, happened? It just happens. Sonic goes... <gasps> And then it happens. Oh I've that or no one has said the word emerald around him in all these years. Mm. Good thing he's in Green Hills and not Emerald Hills. 
why did Sonic have to solve a puzzle from Skyrim? See, I was I was like, this looks like uh, like a little little bad like bottom tiered Uncharted puzzle. <laughs> he has to look at his little map with the symbols on it. That scene stuck out to me uh, because in in the same way that I've complained about like anime these days not being able to discern a difference between a generic fantasy setting and a video game, mm-hmm. that really seemed like leaking brain rot of like yeah this is what happens when you go on a quest it doesn't look like indiana jones movies anymore it just looks like video games where you look at the journal and then look up at the puzzle oh look the solution to the puzzles in the journal turn the three wheels (laughs) wait a minute that card (laughs) so bob what was your favorite movie reference mine was when he called the echidna he called knuckles the winter soldier Oh, God, he did that. Uh, <laughs> I liked how there's like four or five times when a character is going to say the word shit and then they say something else. Yeah, they did like two of those in the first six minutes of the, <laughs> in the first In the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> I was like, okay, guys, I get it. Oh, uh, this is the part in this spoiler cast review or whatever. I just go... So, so, so Redbox tricked me again. <laughs> they didn't trick you. You just, they were like, they were like $2 to rent it, $5 to own it. And I'm like, well, I'm a busy guy. I probably won't get it back in 24 hours anyhow. So I own this movie <laughs> just like I own the Uncharted movie. <laughs> and welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> they keep tricking me. They keep going. It's two dollars to rent it, but if you buy it, it's only four. <laughs> Dan, have you ever have you ever heard the saying, uh, "Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me." Yeah, but it doesn't go to three times. I don't know what it means anymore. Th- that's when you should just be executed. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I can't believe Red Fox did this to me and <laughs> no one else. This was a targeted campaign of terror. <laughs> to be fair, that is how I felt in the middle of this film. My, my favorite movie reference was oh, okay. when they referenced uh, Cooler's Revenge by having Sonic go Super Saiyan. <laughs> is that what was See, happening I- there? <laughs> I would have I would have thought the supersonic part was cool if they hadn't um it it's really lame to be like uh the, the villain is all powerful. Oh no, we knocked the all powerful thing out of him, but now this the climax continues for ten more minutes. See, yeah. It would have been easier to imagine that if the mech wasn't always infused with the Chaos Emerald energy, because they specifically say the emerald works like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man thing from Ghostbusters, where you think of a thing and it's created. That was my favorite movie reference. Thanks, Thanks Dan. So good they did it twice, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if they didn't have it powered by the Chaos Emerald and it was just a giant powerful mech he made with his mind as he arced electricity and at no point did it seem like it was powered by it, I think it would have been fine that it kept working after the emerald was knocked out. But yeah... It, well, he didn't poof it into existence with the Emerald. He no, he built, it. he built it, which yeah. is even weirder because obviously Sonic creates a chili dog with it. I mean, there, it, when you're in the Pacific Northwest, there is so much <laughs> uh-huh. ambient chili dog in the atmosphere <laughs> in particulate form. All he did was just sort of coalesce it. <laughs> is that safe to eat, though? Um, Sure. Okay. 
I kind of liked that he makes like a weird Hollywood movie version of the final boss of Sonic 2. I probably yes. would have liked it more if he made uh, the Death Egg. I actually like that a lot. Like a lot of a lot. I like that it is that mech design. You'd have a, cool. a rounder chair. Some of his robots look like Apple designed wasps now. So yeah. Like, That's better. <laughs> yeah. I, I always thought it was really lame that Eggman had this weird Apple clean aesthetic to a lot of his stuff. Yeah, the first movie, I don't think it even had the bug shape. It was literally just drones. Yeah, just the pods. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't, I don't know why this is, but them specifically throwing a throwaway line in there of how Knuckles likes grapes somehow made things okay for that one moment. It's like they acknowledged it. They acknowledged Knuckles likes grapes. <laughs> is that I, something is that I should thing? know? That is real. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> like the, it, some it, part it, of it my does... brain went. That is, I know it's a writer who just got handed a bio sheet. I know it says likes grapes, and they just wrote that line in. But at some level, I'm like, that's kind of funny. There, there is stuff that implies there's a higher level of understanding of Sonic than just people read a wiki and looked at things level. But then it's like all buried underneath the Hollywood hack writer slop. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of it in this, and it's just it's it's always there in the background to the point where when Tails shows up and it's very clear that he's fully formed Tails. Mm-hmm. I just got this vision of in my mind of like an actual Robotnik, like really sinisterly evil Sadam Robotnik, just coming through a portal like he's fucking Dark Side. <laughs> Oh, that would have been awesome. Zack Snyder Sonic 3. Yeah. <laughs> Completely unironically, yes. <laughs> that is the that is the only movie I want from Zack Snyder. <laughs> Zack Snyder would give Shadow a gun. He would. And he would kill a man. <laughs> he would. <laughs> <laughs> And then he That's would look, all I want now. And then he would look at the camera and he goes, where's that damn Chaos Emerald? <laughs> is the Master Emerald a thing that's in? Yes. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Master Emerald isn't necessarily constructed from the other emeralds. Like, it's just always a thing, but it's powered and infused by it, if I'm remembering this correctly. Uh, I, I think the lore that they go with is that the um, the seven Chaos Emeralds are like the safety control for the Master Emerald. Yes. And like you need to have all of them to make the master to get mm. the master emeralds like unfathomable power. Okay, and and also to make Angel Island float it's, in the sky instead of on the water. I I thought I thought that I thought that fucking temple was about to raise into the sky when it came out. Of the I ocean, know. But now it just sits there in the ocean. And then they cut to it again, and I'm like, they're gonna show it right. Oh, come on. They don't know. Stupid oh, underwater God. temple. Yeah, that temple. When when Sonic gets to the head of the maze, I'm like, Sonic. Even in these movies, we have seen you run up buildings. I swear to God, if, if you enter that maze. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was bad enough when Knuckles did it. It's like, Knuckles, you could climb. <laughs> you could literally climb. But no, then Sonic did it too. And I was that like, I was like, that's true. He's, <laughs> once again, his, his lungs aren't used to dealing with oxygen. His brain is being starved. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to give them credit. They juked me. Okay, what on? I thought all the stuff in the first half of the movie where he's like, I fucking hate water. is like, okay, I fucking get it. People don't like the fucking Sonic drowning music. He can't fucking swim. I get it. And then there's like, 
no, that's actually like a character moment. I'm like, okay, you tricked me. Well, see, that's that's the connection, right? They know you as a kid had PTSD for drowning a Sonic the Hedgehog. So they're like, we will write that into Sonic. Sonic it, cannot it's swim. It's true, I did. <laughs> it is true, yeah. It was an interesting moment where I'm like, why doesn't he just... Oh, fuck, Sonic can't swim. That's the most video game thing in this movie. And then he ran across the water <laughs> with the speedboat segment. Yep. I was like, okay. Well, if he's holding onto the boat, he felt safe. <laughs> he feels safe, so he's super powerful. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Um, it. Was it really weird to anyone else that Sonic lets go of the, the Chaos Emeralds? Mm -hmm. They seemingly fly away like the Dragon Balls. And then Knuckles, like, cramps together the broken Master Emerald into a new Master Emerald? Yeah, that's weird. Because did the rest of the emeralds fly off? They did. They they did a spiral upward, but we didn't get to see the classic Dragon Ball explode out in every direction. But they did just spiral up deep, like way into the sky. Okay. Yeah. So then we cut to Knuckles, and he's just holding shards of a dead emerald, and then he just pushes them together, and it's like it's okay. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe maybe it's just like a fucking paperweight now. It's just like okay, Knuckles, you can you got your trophy. Well, it actually it. It turned green, so clearly something happened. I don't know how any of that makes any fucking sense, but... <laughs> the writers will figure it out next time. Uh, if there's one thing Sonic 2 has taught me, no, they won't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I do have to give huge props to the writers for... Like, Knuckles shuts up and is like, oh, yeah, all of the other echidnas are dead. All of them. I am the last one. Ken Penders fans in shambles. <laughs> it was I mean, that's weird also how he, that's literally also how said it is that. in the games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when they got rid of them in the comics, they literally just had a character pick them up and put them somewhere else. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's like, I'm going to put you in this portal ring that tends you to a dimension that you can never come back from. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a dick move. Oh man, when when Ian Flynn takes over the Archie Sonic comic, he kills like four Ken Pinder's characters an issue for like 20 issues. <laughs> He's like, here's Ken Pinder's weird deities he made up that are like vaguely indigenous Australian deities, but it was like a white guy in the 90s, so they're kind of offensive. Oh, they're all eviscerated. <laughs> man, it feels so weird that we got Mushroom Zone from Sonic 3, and it's just the intro to this movie. Oh, is that what that's supposed to fucking be? I think so. I mean, it, in the I first movie, it was just it wacky actually... sci-fi thing. No, no, it's it's supposed to be like, look, he's in his own from a Sonic. It's supposed to be Mushroom Hill or whatever. It it, it, it looks a lot more like it at the end of one. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, I thought it was weird that no one lives here. Yeah, it's the so... echidnas literally come through the portal to get here, and I'm like, you couldn't even live here. It feels so hackish to every single one of these different races comes from a totally different planet. It's like, okay, the, you don't want to have a cool Sonic world anywhere. You just want them to be able to warp them in with these rings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really don't want to know what they're going to have to write in the third movie to make Shadow being a government project make sense. Well, they found the Hedgehog planet. Well, you see B Bumblebee crashed down in the 80s. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be there for that. That if, mushroom planet, I thought nothing of it at the end of the first one. Mm -hmm. When when we opened on it for this one, I started thinking, I wonder if the Sonic movies and the original Mario Brothers live action movie are canonical to each other. God, uh, do you know how fucking much I would like Dennis Hopper Bowser to show up? <laughs> oh. Holy shit. That'd be fucking great. I wonder if somebody's already written the comments that came from Sonic and Knuckles, not Sonic 3. 
So that way I can reply. Sonic and Knuckles is the second half of an incomplete Sonic 3 game. Let me explain. It was going to be one game before Sega realized that the cart it's, would have to be like a hundred fucking dollars. It's like it has all this extra storage. 80 here. boring YouTubers saying it all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like they fucking all step out of portals like Endgame. <laughs> when, when, when are they going to throw down the ring and find that planet? It's just like, there's just like a bunch of video essayists. Oh, no! <laughs> Let me tell you, Sonic, do you know that in Japan, Super Mario Brothers 2 was called Doki Doki Panic? I, I'm just glad they got Mike Staclasa for this character. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm happy for. But yeah, this, uh, this was a marked downgrade from the first film. I thought the first film was just on the underside of, like, it was basically hanging out somewhere around mediocre. But I was like, maybe the second one will be fine. I can't keep making Olive Garden jokes. <laughs> and now we're like, I wish there were Olive Garden jokes. <laughs> when they you were... said they brought back Olive Garden, man, I'm like, Lance Reddick? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wrong Olive Garden guy. <laughs> oh, God, Resident Evil. I'm so broken. <laughs> <laughs> we're so broken. Kill us, Kill us God. you fucker. That ending sequence was kind of neat, except for every time they needed to show a sprite for Akaban. They're <laughs> like, look at these graphics from the games we touched up to have them run through the movie. Here's our horrible Jim Carrey sprite. <laughs> I keep thinking of that climax where Knuckles, Tails, and Sonic are all working together. And they do their own, like, mock adventure sequence, and it's just the most <laughs> pathetic thing you could imagine. Yeah, it, 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 it so felt bad. so hollow. It was like it didn't feel good at all or earned at all. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't we just have a movie where it was all about Tails and a movie all about Knuckles? Why do we need to get both of them barely introduced? <laughs> Bob, for the same reason Welcome to Raccoon City exists, it is a combination of one and two. I know! Bob, we clearly needed both of those characters to pull off Sonic's uh, really impactful character arc of... Uh... uh <laughs> yeah. He need br bros? Helping people because he thinks it's the right thing to do and not out of some weird desire to be a hero. You know, they probably could have pulled off Tails and Knuckles in the same movie if there didn't ha hadn't been 30 minutes of human character shenanigans. No, there's probably more than that. There's probably closer to 40, 45. It's a lot of this film, and yet somehow not the absolute worst part. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could not have anticipated. Okay, so I watch a streamer. His name's Grunt Guru. Uh, he's a New Zealander, and, you know, Nintendo wasn't very popular over there, so strong Sonic culture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he he brings up the Sonic 2 movie. This was like a month and a half ago. And he's just like, there's way too much of that movie about a wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like 10 minutes, right? <laughs> Five? How much is too much, man? <laughs> God, fuck that whole wedding. <laughs> I was like, we're sending you through a portal to Hawaii so you can be at your sister's wedding. I'm like, cool. This is how we're exiting them from the story. I know. Right? I also thought that. And then it's like five hours later, like, we just got here. It's like, but we went to, you went to the portal. What What do you mean you just got there? Well, they just got there to the wedding. Apparently, Sonic just <laughs> dropped them off at the airport. I don't know. Yeah. He's got that Dr. Light teleporter. <laughs> the entrance of Hawaii. Walk <laughs> the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's truly bizarre that they stuffed this movie so full of human characters in order to save money on CG and 
pad out the runtime. <sighs> I really wish they had written a better universe to have these characters organically introduced because I think Tails and Knuckles' introduction is really lame. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish... The bizarre fixation they have on, like, we can't we can't have just the Sonic world. Yeah. We can't have any version of that on the other side, even though Knuckles must have come from basically the same world as Sonic because they also have the owl people. Well, they just ring all over the place. It's like fucking Stargate up in this bitch. Yeah, that, what what do they call them again? <sighs> like the most powerful hunter in the known universe. Or Predator? Something. No, Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Most dangerous hunter in the galaxy. (sighs) Like they could, if all these characters were from the same fucking place, you could build it out. Mm -hmm. But they, they like don't want to have too many scenes where they have to be all, it all has to be all CG. Right. Like you could just set it on Mobius. That'd be fine. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. If we just had these, these characters come from Mobius. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be so much better. Instead, Knuckles is the most dangerous hunter in the universe. When's Samus going to show up? His name's Mega Man X. He's come back to kill us. It really is so close to just being like, what? this is the Sonic movie that would have been made in 1995. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, like you know, like when you look sh- at... shunted forward in time. But then you look at the Mario Brothers movie and you're like, actually, that would have been way crazier. And that would have been nice. Yeah, th- if this had the gloves taken off, it was really needlessly edgy. It would be better. Sonic was a human child. And then was 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 the, that was that Mario movie really edgy? That Mario movie was cracked of, out. That thing had like Blade Runner streets cra- and fucking fungus everywhere, guns, yeah, mobsters. That's, that's, that's just that's just how movies looked in the nineties. And they, they, like, they used uh, a torture uh, device. That's how the to, Double Dragon movie. Oh yeah, looked. they used a t- torture mm. device to de-evolve people. Yeah, it's it's messed up. Yeah, and the Goombas are just guys that have their heads turned into funny things. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty gritty for a Mario Brothers film. Uh my expectations for the Mario movie isn't like sky high, but probably gonna be better than the second Sonic film. It, it probably it probably won't have like a minute and a half long sequence of fart jokes, which is uh was not like did not inspire confidence in this film when that happened, you know, five minutes in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that Sonic had a race car bed. I well, that's in the first movie, so the, it's a good thing that carries over from that, I'm pretty sure. Th- that sequence was like, okay, we're going to do the Ferris Bueller reference, then we're going to just go into a pile of other movie references for Sonic having fun at home. It's like, come on, do your own original <laughs> I, version of this. I, I really liked Sonic driving the fucking lawnmower around the house full of shit and just shredding <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Some, it had some real mm. like Simpsons energy when Bart like they show like toddler Bart hitting mustard packets with a hammer in the living room. And uh, they ask, why are you doing that? And he just stares like he doesn't understand the question. <laughs> I also don't, under- I don't really understand why Sonic has to be like 15 in these movies. It is really weird. This feels like the younger depiction of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they did that thing that often happens where it's like, our thing is aimed at audience, so main character is audience. It doesn't even feel like he was supposed to be this young in the last movie. That's why I got really freaked out when this one was so much about, no, Donut Lord is absolutely his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my dad. 
It's like they became a family unit by the end of that, but it didn't really feel like like a dad son thing. Yeah, like, like him yeah. becoming a father figure, like that was fine. Watching Sonic call him dad was just fucking weird. I agree. Yeah, that is weird. It's it's very very weird. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so I quit watching Marvel movies at Winter Soldier. Like I have not seen a single one after that. Okay. That'll be great is for the, a podcast. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's great because um, we're gonna we're gonna fly Chris down here, and every day he'll eat Golden Corral and watch Marvel film. <laughs> oh God, my heart had stopped around day three. Right. Um, <laughs> this is the only exit strategy. Do, do Marvel movies do the thing this movie keeps doing, where anytime it tries to be serious, even for a second, it has to interject some like tone annihilating gag into it like almost immediately oh most of the time yeah that is just a, a modern brain disease yeah i mean you can basically uh, tell when it's one of the good marvel movies when it doesn't do that which kind of says something about the vast majority of them because yeah because this did that so hard yeah. i'm like surely this is a cartoonish parody of other movies doing this and i haven't just not watched modern movies well, you, in so long you can't that they've all become this look you can't in the writing room guarantee that you've earned an emotional moment because you're brain dead so instead of leaning into that emotional moment you basically go psych as a writer <laughs> and back out as fast as you can why why wasn't idris elba knuckles just wharf that would have worked <laughs> could you could you could you imagine an Aaron, uh, what was his name? Aaron Dorn like performance. Michael Dorn. Like I, Michael that's kind of what you. they were going to, but they also mm -hmm. made him brain dead. But if he had just been Worf, that would have been splendid. That would have been mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, they'd have their own version of Knuckles that wasn't derivative and was interesting. And it would have been faithful. Because that's the thing. Like in Sonic 3 Knuckles, that's kind of the idea you get, right? Mm -hmm. Silent, brutal, like protector. He needs to chuckle, though. He didn't chuckle in this movie. That's true. That's a fucking problem. What is wrong with that? He didn't that? do the Knuckles chuckle? Also, there was no rap. Where's the Knuckles rap? <laughs> we need do, the Pumpkin do they, Hill. Do they explain the magic glow powers in one? Is it just... Or not at all. It's just like some ambiguous power that Sonic has. Uh, Sonic is and strong. Knuckles has, too, I guess. Yeah, Knuckles no, is not strong. That's it. They, and yet, that whole movie's kind of framed around he has it. Yeah. That was pretty weird. It was pretty weird when it was just like, you clearly have the power. It's like, what power? The p power of the babe? No! <laughs> yeah, because tail, tail, Tails doesn't get a fucking glow. <laughs> well, unless it's a really wide shot of him flying through the sky, in which case he gets a yellow streak and none of it matches the footage well at all, so he's wiggling all over the place. Were they were just really... Were they just really big fans of The Last Dragon? <laughs> there were moments in this where everything in shot is CG. Mm -hmm. And yet I was still like, it's all fake. Why does that one part look more fake? Bob's like, why is this compass green screened onto this other 3D shot? <laughs> yeah, I was losing my mind. I was like, that. Look, that's sometimes we had to outsource assets to different studios. <laughs> Like individual assets on screen together? <laughs> yes. It was at a different resolution and we just didn't have time to fix it. I'm really having that moment of, man, video games kind of look better than this movie. Like high end. It's like I, I had this really terrifying realization the other day that like between television, counting streaming stuff, movies, also counting streaming stuff, and games, 
games are right now like the most legitimate as an art form. I mean, I'm a gamer, so of course I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, but that's I. I feel like that that's not how things should be. Ideally, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, legitimate as an art form, as an industry, right? Like the art for yeah, profit. Yeah, that's what, that's thing. what I yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's like the art for profit being made as games is like much. It's not like it has. It's like we're now down to like the the flower porridge of movies and shows. <laughs> that is how it feels. Yeah, like it's not even oat porridge. It's, it's milled down so much into nothing. <laughs> it, I I totally feel where you're coming from. It does feel like um you know movies in my adulthood have largely been on the decline. Because a lot of the genres dying and it becoming all the superhero sort of thing, money-wise. And, you know, if there's no money, then the industry backing be behind every other genre disappears. It it's the sort of thing that makes you go, oh, man, I wish they would make, like, 13 fucking romantic comedies a month again. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I'll go see them this time, I promise. I'm sorry, you're right. That, that movie with Jack Black where he sees fat women or something, or skinny women, I don't remember. It, it, he, he saw all women as fat, I think, because it was shallow. No, he saw fat women as skinny because he was shallow Hal and it, had to learn that. It was uh, fucking brilliant. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the me the message isn't even that everyone's beautiful. It's that, like you might have a good personality to make up for the fact you're uggo. <laughs> yes, that was the fact. Yeah, I, I made a joke, but I did, I did see that movie on DVD. A fact I'm still confused by to this day because I'm like, I wouldn't have rented that. Did oh, my brother oh my just God, buy I, that or I, rent it and keep it? Dan, no. Dan, oh no. No. I think your brother rented that. No way. Okay, I thought you were going to say Handsome Joe because he was a Jack Black fan. Oh, God, maybe. <laughs> so just like, why the fuck did I watch this Jack Black romantic comedy? My God. Anyways. I keep forgetting that's Jack Black. <laughs> that's fair. When I remember that movie, it's Rob Schneider. Wait, in the main role? Mm-hmm. To be fair, he could have been in put that in movie. There. He is. I'm pretty sure he's in that movie. But yeah, he could have been in the main role. That That is a very Rob Schneider core movie. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting how this industry has gotten, and uh, I think it's really unfortunate this Sonic 2 movie wasn't uh, much better than the first, in my opinion. Yep. I wish the music landed, because there's really yeah. nothing to remember from the soundtrack. Outside of the licensed music, it's, like, so dead. You you have a whole fucking game franchise. You could include, like, the worst fucking remix orchestral bullshit MCU remixes of any Sonic song, and people would get excited. Yeah, they must be all saving it for when they actually play Live and Learn in Sonic 3. Right. <laughs> uh, I feel like they might have done that at the conclusion here if they were ever going to. You'll, you'll get three notes in into the opening and then the sound will cut out because Shadow shot a guy in the head. <laughs> we'll see that they both have to go Super Saiyan, Dan, so they can fight the really terrible looking giant CG lizard. <laughs> that would be great. And then, and then they'll play it. It's only appropriate if they do it right there. That would be... Dude, I would, I'm gonna lose it if the, the fucking third film is just like... It's Sonic Adventure 2. Literally. I would, I would retroactively nothing. give both movies a 10. It's like it was worth it to get here. But it's too brave. <laughs> That's too brave for the third Sonic film. Based on how 1 and 2 have gone. I, I had the hope. Mm -hmm. When they went to the water temple. The, like the water's parting outside. I was like... Is chaos going to come out? I know. Please. You I need anything. You expect any of the crazier, cool stuff that happens in, you know, the Sonic games to happen ever. 
Yeah. Even even the supersonic thing just felt kind of limp. Like, uh, and part of that's I don't think I don't think the director of these is very good at directing uh, action. Although it's a fucking v, it's all VFX, so I don't even know if he would be involved in that. They should get someone who can uh, direct that involved with that. <laughs> now I now I need to watch the cutscenes from Shadow the Hedgehog because the director did those the game. Uh, I need to know if those look like this. Mm. Just looking forward to like based on the progression we're at uh like all of all of the extrasonic characters being in a third movie we, we we open with shots of sasquatch question mark written across the front of a newspaper and it's just a haunting image of big the cat blurry in the distance between the trees <laughs> yeah i don't want just shadow shadow is not enough on his own he's got to have they got to bring the whole pantheon if they bring in shadow i feel i i feel like they'd bring in rouge also i feel like that's the two you'd get in three i think i think hollywood's too afraid of a bat with tits i think that dan's right i think they're they're too much of cowards it would be like time they're like oh if we put this in the movie furries will be into it and everyone just looks at that guy like really (laughs) that's the point where have you seen the tweets about knuckles now I'm I'm gonna need you to cast Hayden Christensen as Shadow. Oh, that would be really good. <laughs> that is who I want. Like either that or Robert Pattinson. I would take either of them. But no, no getting anybody gritty. It needs to be like the brooding sad boy. Aww. Yes. I was looking forward to Steve Bloom. Well, that that's a voice actor aggro. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, really so that, weird. That's not allowed unless you're tails, I guess. Oh, you got why? Okay, tails, wait yeah. a minute. Try this on for size. Uh-huh. Aziz Ansari. Okay. A shadow. Yep. Sure. I'll watch no, it. No, it's got to be Hayden Christensen. Like, it's too perfect. And he just needs to be doing the Anakin voice. Of course. Mm. The whole time. So who voices the giant space lizard? That's a hard one. Just have it do Godzilla shrieks for no reason. <laughs> Ooh. Is Brian Blessed still around? Well, unfortunately, Philip Seymour Hoffman isn't. He would have done a great job. It's the lizard. Oh, so we, we get Colin Farrell. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, yeah, I'm looking at that cast. I'm not showing up at theaters. Because <laughs> 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 it just has Don't an worry. image of the lizard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but by the time the movie comes out, theaters won't exist anymore. <laughs> Although well, I can't make that joke anymore because they seem to be recovering stupendously now that things other than superhero movies are being made. Hmm. This seems unrelated. Well, I think it's about time we wrap this up. Are there any other last-minute anecdotes or musings from the cast here? Okay. Well, let's get to it. Uh, of course, we're going to say a few sentences summarizing up our review in a bit more detail and give it a score out of 10. We're going to go ahead and start with Bob. Yeah, this was really disappointing and mostly boring. I'll give it a a four because I feel like it's not offensive, but it's not good. So what you're saying is if they put poop jokes in this, that would maybe make it go down? Like, yeah, if you actually saw the poop, absolutely. Because right now we just have fart jokes. <laughs> Getting to like MPAA haggling. <laughs> they tried to censor my movie. They said Knuckles can't eat shit. So it was a four? Yeah, it's a four. Uh, we're going to go next to Chris Wolfhart. The Sonic 2 movie would be good if it was good. <laughs> that sure would be good. 
by which I mean that there what there wasn't a whole lot of I could deal with all of the choices they made in this movie, but they executed most of them so poorly that it's just ended up really mediocre and disappointing. So I'm just going to give this, I'm also going to give this a four or it's just like this. This wasn't painful. And if this had been cursed content club, I probably would have given this like a two or a three, but man, it's just, it's disappointing. It's muck. Hey, on the positive side, you can go watch the first one. It is better than this. So that's, anything it's not drastically better than this just to be clear but yeah, it's not a great movie or anything it is, it is markedly improved uh aggro yeah I, I, after the out and out miracle of the first movie turning out to not be shit uh <laughs> these people have fallen prey to hubris uh and not understand like you ever watch a toddler do something cute and people laugh and then he does it again and people chuckle and then he does it again and he doesn't understand why it's not funny the eighth time yeah yeah, this movie's a four. You know how much I hate to not toe the line here, but I'm going to give Sonic 2 the movie a three. I'm giving it a three. It's like any, any, any movie I can literally say by the time it finished, I felt cold and numb. Like they did the tease for a sequel and I felt nothing at all. Not hatred, not fear, <laughs> not joy, nothing. I'm like, okay, well, good, good luck with that. I have to go. Um... It's been it's been it's been a time hanging out with you, Sonic Two, but I didn't like any of what you did. <laughs> <laughs> when I have to sit there and be like, "Yeah," when when Sonic's Earth stepmom and her friend stealth through the entrance to a security place, but didn't stealth any further except for we cut to her being all the way at the center, and the other one just wanders off. That that short little bit is like that was a funny and neat segment. That was it. It was like twenty forty seconds. <sighs> what a dire state of affairs. I assume there's no way Sonic Three is this bad. It, it turns out, uh, in order to try and attract more publicity, they gender swap Shadow, and she is now the ultimate wife form. Still has the same voice though. One trillion tickets sold. Where's that damn boyfriend?